You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. What is going on everybody? My name is Cotter Lawler. Welcome to another week of Movie Mondays. This is the Here to Hire podcast. We are back again talking all the week's movie news, entertainment news, and just generally having a bit of a chit-chat about everything to do with film. As always, I am joined by my partner in crime, Mr. Sean Meehan. Sean, how is it going? Connor, this might be the most important episode we've ever done. Mm. Uh, because, not to give any spoilers out, but yeah. possibly the biggest trailer of the millennium dropped over the weekend. We live in a society, Sean. <laughs> we do indeed, and thank mm. God it's this one. And we've been talking for, like, months, it feels like, about this Snyder Cut. And then, all of a sudden, Valentine's Day. I'm minding my business, Sean. You know me, crying into a corner of Valentine's Day. That's my natural <laughs> annual thing. But then, it's your tradition. <laughs> it's my tradition. <laughs> um, but then I look at my phone, and it just pings a little bit. I look at it, Zack Snyder, new trailer drops. And I think, oh, that won't lead to discussion tomorrow. Definitely not. <laughs> No, I'll just, I'll bypass that, enjoy my Valentine's Day in the corner, and maybe we just won't talk about it on Monday, but no, I insisted. So we are going to be talking all things Justice League later on in the episode, that'll be our main event, Sean, because um, we do have lots of other news this week, a lot of comic book stuff, but also stuff not involving comic books that might surprise you in the natural movie world these days. Yeah, I'm um, surprised that anything isn't about comic books these days. <laughs> yeah, wait, everything is not about my hobby. We would not have fared well in 2001. Oh, the dark like, days. <laughs> movies were like, comic books are for idiots. <laughs> it's just like, you have X-Men, that's fine, I guess. But after that, get out of here. Yeah, so, Sean, what we're going to do this week is we're going to start off with a movie that... So we're ending on the trailer about Justice League. But I'm going to start this week with, I think, a worse idea for a film. 
interesting that you assume that I think Justice League will be bad. That's but actually, you know what? Continue. I'm putting words in your mouth. Oh, correct but, words, but we'll get to it. We'll get to them. So here we have, Sean, the first news story of the week, and that is new face-off movie is a direct sequel and not a reboot as previously taught, Sean. Oh, my God. So <laughs> we reported on this story originally, and we were thinking, what's the point of remaking it because it would just be the same story and we've seen it well that's the argument we have for all reboots to be fair but uh, a a sequel to face off a direct sequel direct sequel to face off in now everyone knows face off is a bit of a cult classic i should say it gets some love here on the show due to the fact that it's sometimes it's i mean it's nicholas cage in the 90s you can't go wrong. It's it's going to be batshit insane, but um, it's it came out I in shot nineteen ninety seven. So this is Oscar winner Nicholas Cage. This was one of his biggest highest moments. <laughs> is this possibly the peak? Shall we say? <laughs> Travolta. Everyone knows it's Greece, but this for Cage, this was highest, right? And so it came out. Of course, if anyone doesn't know, um, it's all about how they have to swap faces. Basically, and they take one guy's face off one and put it on the other guy. <laughs> and then they take the other guy's face off himself <laughs> and put it on the other guy. Yes. And then they use that to infiltrate, like, to infiltrate a criminal facility. Yeah, some kind yeah. of vague. Because I think there's a bomb. Involved. Is there a bomb? I, yes. Well, yeah, yeah, it was a movie in the 90s, of course, there's yeah, a bomb. Yeah, there, and there's, like, a timer, obviously. So, are we going to be following Travol... Well, no, because one of them dies, and it, because of the face situation, it's hard for me to remember <laughs> who dies. <laughs> um, but they have brought in um, the director of the upcoming Godzilla vs. Kong, um, and he is going to be writing... Uh, the new tr- Adam Wingard, <clears throat> and he he's going to be the writer director of this project. So he's currently doing Godzilla vs Kong, and he has come out and told us that uh, previously everyone just assumed well they're just probably just going to redo Face Off again because they redo every movie these days. But he has t- confirmed that instead it will be literally a direct sequel that could mean the original characters will return. But I'm, again, Connor, I'm fairly sure I think Nicolas Cage died. Nicolas Cage does die, but I suppose he can come back with, like, a twist ending Well, they could have just saved his face, I suppose. Mm, You put his face on somebody else. Kind of a Game of Thrones scenario. (laughs) Exactly, the faceless men. But you do that with Nicolas Cage. You have face-off one until 99. Every movie is Nicolas Cage's face. Somebody else getting up to some hijinks. Do you you think that the novelty of two men swapping faces might not hit as hard in, you know, probably 2024 when this comes out as it did back in 1997? You know, that's a very good point, Sean. I hadn't considered the fact that this ultimately the peak of technology... In 97, the the CGI of one man's face, and then ultimately they just play different people um, in a meet-the-parents kind of situation. I just think, 
or sorry, the parent trap, I should say, not meet the parents. But I, ju- I just think that it might, yeah, it might not hit in the same way due to the fact that people are kind of like, okay, that's weird. <laughs> yeah, because, and also, like, at that time, you know, you get Travolta and Nick Cage. They were two of the biggest actors of the late 90s. Yes. Like, in order, wh- what, who do you need to get to have that happen now? Hmm. Hmm. Um, yeah, who... But I suppose they don't have to look alike in any way. No, because they're swapping faces. That's fine. You, you, well, you get Chris Hemsworth and Chris Evans. Ooh. See, I think... I I would go, like, two very different uh, bills. Of, and look, let, let's, uh, let's assume it's two male actors they're picking. I would get, like... To be honest, I want Channing Tatum and Jonah Hill to do it. <laughs> is this the next sequel? Like this is this could veer off into a whole different franchise. It it could face off into a whole different face franchise. Face off, Connor. indeed. Yes. The, like, because, no. What I want, like, I just think it would be more interesting to watch two actors of very different. Well, actually, Jonah Hill's jacked now, but Arnie and of, Danny DeVito. A very oh, interesting. Mm, get the, mm, get no, the twins 90, group. To back be fair, together. in '97, that also would have absolutely hit. <laughs> oh, uh, seeing Devito act like Arnie and Arnie act like Devito. <laughs> I could. I would watch that movie. I would also watch that movie. Yes, but it would be it would be fucked because it would be Arnie acting like Danny Devito acting like Arnie. For yes, the, for the effects to work. <laughs> well, that's why you need to bring in a great actor like Nicolas Cage, because he's Oscar winner. They were thinking about, they were like, this is a pretty big ask. We're going to need the best. Have you seen the episode of Community where they try and figure out if Nicolas Cage is a good actor or not? Yeah, that, that is exactly. <laughs> yes, and they go mad. It, they go insane. Just cause he's the most complicated character. But shall do you bring Travolta and Cage back? I don't... I don't know. I think Cage would come back. I think he's at that point where he's just fucking doing anything. He doesn't Wasn't care he anymore. in, like, a weird alien film? Like, with ninjas? I I can guarantee... I think someone looks this up, but either this year, or there's a trailer that's already come out, but he's an ancient samurai, and aliens have come to Earth, and he's fighting them, was his last film. It's called Jiu-Jitsu? Jiu-Jitsu, uh, yes! What the actual fuck? This poster <laughs> looks like it's from the same era. Face it's off. the best! What is going on here? And Travolta's face doesn't even move anymore. How are you going to get that off? That's like a piece yeah. of cement. What's Travolta done recently? Absolutely nothing. Say it again. <laughs> that was a... What is it good for reference? <laughs> uh, oh, the, 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 look, you go to John Travolta's Wikipedia, it's career, then it's personal life, then it's a whole bunch of allegations. Oh, good. Oh, good. That's, all, that's what you want. You want the that wiki it, to be split. So I think he hasn't been in a... Oh, ha, sorry. His, his filmography Gucci? is a whole other. Or, what Gucci? was that called? What was it called? Uh, Got- Gotti. 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 Gucci. <laughs> Sorry, I'm very big on brands. The story of Gucci. 
Um, I just think you bring the two of them back. I mean, what can you do? Nicolas Cage is busy being a samurai fighting aliens. He's not up to much. Travolta, he's clearly he's busy not being up to bolt. much. He's sorry, yeah, he's pretty big on that franchise. But you bring the two of them back in. I would. Would you watch a face-off sequel? Out of morbid curiosity, I think I would. And I think that'll be the market of this film. I don't think it'll be good, but I think it'll be interesting to see what they do. Surely it makes way more sense commercially to just do a reboot. I See, I don't even... I think a reboot would do less well than the sequel. I think the okay. sequel has a bit of... Oh, how how would they do that? I think like that element would play very well in a sequel. Whereas if it's just, oh, it's face-off, but with different actors, then, like, there's... there's I suppose you have, like, um, Nicolas Cage has a son in the film. Like, he grows up, and he could, you know, find out that his dad once had a different face, and he's like, I'm gonna fuck John Travolta up. And, And it's a revenge story. Yeah, a revenge story, yes. But he wears his father's face to freak John Travolta out. <laughs> freak him out, exactly. But he's like looking at like this technology from '97 is it's very behind the times. Do you think that they're like developing, like you know, deep fake and all that kind of stuff? Yes. Disney have their own version of that that they're working on. I fully believe this film is going to be like a test for that. Oh, okay. So kind of like a Gemini Man scenario. But with like different actors, maybe they do bring them in, but maybe also they don't have to. Right? Maybe. I mean, deep fake is going to kill us all eventually. So uh, let's just let it start off. What better company to go with than Disney? They'll never or do anything the mouse bad. Control, with control, I say. <laughs> I'm all about monopolies. Let them have that technology. More of a trivial <laughs> pursuit man myself. <laughs> but, yeah, Sean, they are going to be doing a deep fake sequel, not a reboot. So, a deep fake sequel? Sorry, a face off. Deep fake two. <laughs> deep fake two. Deep faker. Deep personal. Um, but deep harder. <laughs> deep harder, of course. But um, I may, we may move on because from that bad idea for a movie that we're starting off with, Sean, we're moving on to something that. I read and I thought, surely not, because it involves Doctor Strange into the Multiverse of Madness that we know is going to be one of the next few Marvel movies they're going to be putting out, and it's also said to be a bit of batshit weirdness. Now, currently WandaVision is on Disney+, Plus, also being batshit weird, but Doctor Strange is meant to up it a little again. I mean, it's called the Multiverse of Madness. Rumoured to arrive in the Doctor Strange film, Sean, is a character that I read the name of this comic book character. I thought, there's not a hope I have ever even heard of this character. But <laughs> Sean may have. And that is, the, the news this week is that Rintra, the magical minotaur, is to arrive in Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Now, Sean, that sentence shouldn't really be said by any human. But... Who is Rintra the Magical Minotaur? Okay. First of all, I just want to say this. Rintra is an absolute legend. I love him. Uh, he's, he's a, a good minotaur. guy. He's a good guy. Um, he's, he's, he's a sorcerer, basically. He's a sorcerer um, 
who works with he's like an apprentice kind of deal basically the dude who made you know dr strange's cloak yes the dude who made that rintra is his apprentice um and that and they live like in an another dimension whole scenario thing um and Rinter's, as you can imagine, is a minotaur. He also has a, a, quite a good grasp of the mystic arts uh, of magic. Um, well, he's a magical minotaur. It's in his name. Absolutely. He's half mm. magical. <laughs> he's half and, magical. Um, he is... He, like he, he, he's, he's at a certain level right now. It's been said he could be as powerful as Doctor Strange one day. Uh, right. as like and, a sorcerer supreme scenario why i bring this up is because s- news like this um i see as more like a building block so with everything going on with dr strange multiverse of madness you have all these random news stories and it's kind of our job to bring them to the listeners kind of throw them all in together so we can kind of get a, a bit of an overview of what exactly they're trying to do in this multiverse of madness film. And so the inclusion of a character called Rintra and the Magical Minotaur kind of leads me to believe they're going in a way that might be a little out there. Yeah, now, one of the main stories in Rintra, with Rintra, is that basically Doctor Strange's body is severely damaged and he astral projects into Rintra's body and like controls him and fights through the magical minotaur. I think that's the way they're probably going to go with it. Um to get a bit more like hand-to-hand combat in a Doctor Strange movie. Um but it is balls to the wall crazy and importantly he operates out of another dimension. Um which so how would they be get there, Sean? Some kind of oh, I don't know, portal. Maybe you have to open up some sort of multiverse to get there. That's that's madness, Connor. <gasps> Wait a minute. <laughs> write that down. Someone write that down. Fucking hell, I think we've nailed it. Um, we, but ne- we nearly lost that, guys. I, I, <laughs> I think in the, what we're seeing with this Doctor Strange film is that they're going to be including more and more just mad characters or random characters from all these areas. Because... Like, Doctor Strange as a character himself is probably... He's known, but I wouldn't say he's, like... He's not Spider-Man or anything like that level. He's probably a little lo- below or along the same lines as Iron Man before Iron Man the movie came out. Which is to say that, like, not very high. But with that comes the fact that all of his characters that are, like, characters alongside him or villains that he faces... Not a lot of people are going to know these characters. So you're introducing all of these characters for the first time on the big screen. It is probably going to be a bit weird to try and introduce a magical minotaur halfway through. But then again, there's a film that has a talking tree and a talking raccoon in it. Yeah, so like, any, we've said this before, anything can work if you just put the put the effort in beforehand um and 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 ease the audience into it or sometimes just drop them in people love korg for that reason um like rintra i imagine would be a much more kind of serious character um but i do think that um they're probably going to need some kind of mini team by the end of the movie to fight the big bad you know um, yeah wh- whoever the big bad is because spider-man is in this film as well um, now, the big bad could be Elizabeth Olsen playing uh, Scarlet Witch, which 
or as Doctor Strange tries to rein her back in, and he's the only one powerful powerful enough to do it. Is is this before or after Spider Man? So Tom Holland is on the cast list for this film, but I don't know if he's like going to come in at the very very end, or if his shit has already gone on with all the Spider Men, and he's kind of coming in as well. Yeah, I don't I don't know what the like timeline because they're all is. interconnected. Yeah, yeah, the, the speci- like those three are confirmed, and and we've known about the tie in between WandaVision and Doctor Strange for a very long time. That was announced quite long ago. So I imagine whatever the reveal is at the end of WandaVision, whoever is the quote unquote bad guy, um, mm. that would be the villain of Doctor Strange. I and imagine Strange, there could Strange and Wong aren't powerful enough to defeat him on their own. So they need to start bringing in other magicians or other wizards from different sorcerers. dimensions. Sorcerers from yeah. different dimensions. Yeah, I can imagine they go around asking all of the Sorcerer Supremes from all of the different universes. Um, like, help us. You could have uh, a Deadpool is- 2 situation where everyone's trying to try out for a team. That could work. That could work. But I imagine they would be met with a lot of no's. Um, as opposed to just having a load of people show up to them, because some of the sorcerers would probably be like, oh, I'm not getting involved with this. And then Strange would have his big thing of like, oh, no, it's every universe is at stake here. Like, it's the the multiverse is dead. Nobody currently right now knows who the villain in um, One Division is. Or who's going to come out of that as the main villain. Now, it could be Scarlet Witch who's gone full mad. Or it could be a character that we've been rumoured to be talking about. And we did a Hero Zero on that was Mephisto. Now, you could definitely see the bit where Doctor Strange goes around to all these different wizards. And it's just like, join our team. And they're like, who are you against? Mephisto. Yeah, I'm out. Because that guy's going to fuck us all up. <laughs> going to be a no from me, dog. <laughs> that's going to be a strong no from me, dog. Because we discussed Mephisto on Hero Zero, and he is a seven in all categories out of seven, other than intelligence where he's a six. So you do not want to come up against him, because he will kick the shit out of you. No, like, he's functionally, like, omnipotent. Like, he can do anything. So you're going to need... Some real good magic to beat and, that, and then, I would e- say. Even if it is Scarlet Witch, she's also fairly unbeatable <laughs> as a character. Yeah, I like the, like especially and without spoiling anything, like we've seen that character's power grow um, from their time in the MCU. So yeah, but even like, even if you don't look at one division, like she fought off Tados and was destroying the Mind Stone at the same time. Yeah, like, she is a force to be reckoned with. Um, so, if that's someone who's... And and if you follow how, like, her comic book powers, in that case, you need a lot of help to take her mm. down. So, so, this is probably the first of many introductions to all these weird and wonderful characters in the Doctor Strange world, is kind of what we're saying here. Yeah, and I love that they're going full mental with this, because it, it, it would be boring if all of the sorcerers were just monks you know if they were all just Wong I know. I mean I love Wong look, we, actually no we I, would, Wong. I would watch a movie with Wong <laughs> I would oh if they gave Wong his, Wong his own series <laughs> give him his own series everybody else has one everyone else has Wong <laughs> oh very good <laughs> so everybody loves Wong is the name of it 
<laughs> I would watch that. Um, so, so we're going to move on to our next piece of news. Now, this is involved with Marvel in a loose way because it involves the Rooster Brothers, who are, of course, famous for Avengers Endgame and such. But they have moved on to a different part of Disney, and that is Disney's live-action remakes of animated movies, Sean, that you love. Mm, I'm, I'm, no, I think I'm against them. I, I think I'm going to actually come out and, and say you, I'm against them. <laughs> you said you were against the Pinocchio film and the yep. live-action Lion King and the live-action uh, Beauty and the Beast. Um, yeah, Lilo and Stitch, don't forget that one. Lilo and Stitch, um, Hunchback of Notre Dame that we had a few weeks yeah. ago. Don't uh, like that. No, they they're all seem to be fair movies that you would rather just watch animated again. But they're going to be redoing a live-action Hercules shot again. Because I suppose The Rock did one already a few years ago. But Disney's live-action Hercules will, in fact, will spawn a decade of stories Have the Joe Russo has confirmed during the week. Right. Okay. Now, they are producing this project, and they yeah. say that it is still in development, but they are working on, basically, Disney hopes to build a franchise... Out of Hercules, the live-action films. <sighs> right, okay. Look, <laughs> here, here's the thing. They d- what they did with Milan, and look, Milan mm. was not very successful, yeah. but they more closely followed the original, like, legend uh, of Milan. Now, uh, look, in terms of storytelling, the Greek myths and legends are pretty amazing. So live action adaptations of them, I understand. I can get, I can get behind that. A live a- just following Hercules and his friends, slightly less interesting to me. And by mm. slightly, I mean a lot less. See, this kind of puts us in a difficult position because we know that the Russo brothers are very talented human beings. Um, I don't know how they are still walking after the stress of doing all of those movies over the years, um, but <laughs> fair fucks to them. And they have not gone wrong, or gone too far wrong recently. So they are producing this, so they're not directing it outright. But they are on brand to be, are on board to be producing it. And they also have the writer of Wonder Woman uh, 1984 and the writer of Shang-Chi. So that's the, Dave Callahan is the writer of both those projects. He's going to be writing the, the film, and they're going to be doing a live-action movie of an animated... It's a live-action CGI hybrid of a remake, a remake of a popular Disney film, which is a sentence that I feel I've said way too many times over the last year and a half. But they're doing another one with people that we like behind it. This puts me in a situation where I don't like it. Yeah, it's it's very similar to the feelings I had when we said that Edgar Wright was going to be doing a sequel to Baby Driver 2. Or to Baby mm. Driver. Uh, like, that's... I, I don't know how I feel about that. I like to believe the good faith I have in the in the people making it. And that, you know, it'll still be a good product. But... We've seen companies before bank on like, oh, it's going to be, we're going to make seven of these Harry Potter films. Uh, these Fantastic Beast movies are going to be the new franchise. You don't, you don't want to say outright, we're making a franchise. I always feel like that is a big red flag. Yeah, like I like, here's the idea. We do a bunch of connected films, not here's our new franchise. Mm. Because you're go and and this is a this feels like a very wanky statement to say. Especially Every statement you say does shot. 
Don't oh, worry. Thanks very much. Appreciate <laughs> it. But especially concerning like the MCU and Disney and the blockbuster films as they are. But like when you go, when you say, "Oh, I'm here to make a franchise," you don't really care about the film anymore. Mm. You just want more of them. Yeah, and you want to end it with like a follow up, so it always has to end at a cliffhanger. So you're not just making one film. Yeah, there's no satisfaction for the viewer. Uh, there's always something left to come. Mm. Um, but yeah, so they are going to be doing a live action Hercules movie again. I suppose, as as I said earlier on, The Rock had one in, like, I think that was 2014, maybe. And that was reasonably that good. That was alright. It was yeah. alright. Like, you could watch it. It was pretty decent. But now I think they're going, like, all in. Because they're remaking everything. So they're going all in on a Hercules project that they hope... Maybe it's going to get to the point where they do a live-action team-up film, Sean. Involving some people. <laughs> Hang on. Wait. Connor, have you played God of War? Yes. What if they do a... a, Because Sony are out to make video game movies now. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. What if they do the ultimate crossover and God of War kills all of the live-action Hercules characters? (laughs) Hmm? And finishes with Hercules. Yeah, Kratos comes in and just rips his skull out of his chest somehow. (laughs) And all the kids are like, this is a bit different. I don't know about this one. This is weird. You got nine more years of films, kid. <laughs> and every single one is just him coming back and Hercules like, guys, it's okay. I'm alive. It's like, no, you fucking don't. It's just a series of Mortal Kombat style finishers. <laughs> but uh, on Hercules for, uh, oh, I don't, if I had to pick a number, 145 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Why go so big? Why go to the two and a half hour one? I just, I, I feel that there's enough content there. The The legend of Hercules is so rich and diverse, but I feel you can kill <laughs> but him. But once he's dead, the sequel surely is shorter. What? Con- Connor, you've not played God of War. There's yeah. always more killing. There, but if you're killing the same guy, surely it's going to slow down on the whole story. Oh, you would think, but I think you, you think. kill Zeus twice. Okay, sorry. No, you're right. <laughs> um, it's always good to bet the second time is always way sweeter. Oh, you bet you, oh. I bet you'll get him again. Because <laughs> you get to try all the stuff you forgot in the first killing. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, Jean, we're going to move on from a Hercules live-action remake to another idea for um, a casting choice, Sean, that we felt, actually, we never even considered it because we... We've been talking a lot about Keanu Reeves, and he's yes. he's popped up here and there for Marvel have wanted to get him in for a long time because Keanu Reeves he never ages. If you get him in once, you could have a ten year franchise. He looks the same. It's absolutely fine. Um, but they wanted apparently Sony were also in talks with Keanu Reeves for the role of Craven the Hunter, the Spider Man oh. villain. Sean, shit. God, yes, that's what, good. What are your thoughts? I love it. Of course, I love it, Connor. Yeah, but I have bad news. He's not. Ha- he's not gotten it. He has reportedly passed on the he's Spider-Man bad. villain role. Maybe he doesn't want to be that particular villain. I see. Mm. It would be. Look, it would be interesting to see him uh, as Craven the Hunter. Um, 
But I just like to see him in a comic book role, I think. I don't think I'm I'm married to that idea. Um, so I'm not super disappointed because I, like Marvel has this rotating door of actors who are always in talks to play characters. Um, so I'm sure we'll see him at some point in the future. And, and I thought Carol Urban would have been more perfect. Carol Urban is pretty spot on. I, I think um, if you're going to cast Craven the Hunter and you don't cast Carol Urban, um, I, I feel like you're missing a trick. Because even his voice is just intimidating. You're thinking of the boys, aren't you? <laughs> I'm thinking of the boys, yes. <laughs> yeah, I would like Carl Urban. Joe Manganello would be very good as well, I think. See, he's already locked in his um, Deathstroke. Is he, though? <laughs> mm, actually, no. Uh, I take that sentence back. He is not locked in as Deathstroke. Yeah, no. He would be great as Craven the Hunter as well. How old is Joe Mag- Manganiello? Is he 50? I feel he's... Uh, how old was he in Spider-Man? I suppose. Keanu Reeves is like 50 as well. How, how old is Carol Urban? 40? Mangan- Manganello is 44. Okay. That's that's young enough to be that's crazy, about the say, that's, that's about the age he looked in Spider-Man 1. Yep, Carol Urban, 48. Jesus! Okay. Yeah, he's looking well for 48. He's looking well for 48. And Keanu Reeves, uh, it, it just says infinity. <laughs> it just says question mark. Nobody fucking knows, man. Uh, no, Keanu Reeves is 56. Okay, okay. But could you see... See, Sony are just desperate to get this Sony Spider-Verse kind of thing going. So they're just trying to cast all these characters. And they've got a Craven the Hunter movie in the works. They're now trying to cast him. Who would you, out of those three, would Joe be your first choice? I See, you've said Carl Urban. And I think mm. that's very good. I think... <clears throat> I think he's got the mean, like the gruffness and the meanness to him. Like he looks like a man who lived in the wild for a decade. No offense, Carl. <laughs> no offense. Just really quickly. <laughs> but also, like if you bring if if we have this Spider-Man crossover, it's going to bring the whole Flash Thompson thing up for debate. Uh, oh so, yeah, yeah. I suppose, I especially if they're going into the Spider Verse kind of area, where like Tom um, Andrew Garfield's coming back and all that, like or or. All the Peter Parkers are coming back from all the different universes. They're kind of like, isn't that Flash Thompson? That's weird. That's very weird. But why no, is he craving the Hunter? Everyone will think it in the theater. Mm, um, everyone, maybe think, me and you. <laughs> <laughs> we'll stand up. Excuse me, folks. Folks, that's Flash. No, um, <laughs> I don't like this. That is Flash for me forever. <laughs> I think, and he's like older than the teacher in the first film. Yeah, he is. Like that's a fact. Um, I think Carl Urban would be my pick out of those three, um, because I I want Keanu Reeves to be like some something more magical. Like I, I'd love him to be Ghost Rider. That'd be class. Oh, yeah. See, Keanu Reeves, uh, what the news here is that Keanu Reeves has passed on that role, but it tells us two things. One, all these studios are kind of going around Keanu Reeves trying to, trying to recruit him because he's a big name. He's also starring in Matrix 4 later this year. So they want to get him in. He's, he's going to come hot off the fact of Matrix 4. They, and so they're like, right, let's get him in. He's John Wick. He's Neo. He's got to be cool. We'll bring him into our superhero world. And he said he's kind of open to that idea. 
But then this also tells us that Sony are very much trying to find the Craven the Hunter ASAP because they need to get this universe going. Yeah, I'm like, I, I'm worried about Sony doing Craven the Hunter. Um, I'm worried about all the Sony villain movies. I'm, I'm worried really. about Sony. I'm worried about Sony. I hope they're okay. <laughs> Until that God of War movie comes out, I won't sleep soundly. But <laughs> Have you been playing God of War? I love God of War. God of War is class. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the, I, I, I feel like they're going to do Craven's Last Hunt straight away somehow. Which, Which is, is what shot? It, look, spoilers for Craven's yes. Last Hunt, I guess. Okay. But Craven tries to prove he's better than Spider-Man. Um, and at the crux of the story, he realizes he isn't because Spider-Man helps people. <laughs> and as, then, as with all superhero movies, he's like, "I'm definitely better than him." Wait, I'm not. Oh no! And then Craven, who up until this point had always used like weapons, like handheld weapons, and his bare hands to kill the like the game that he hunts, uh, he pulls out a gun and commits suicide uh, oh. because he realizes he won't be as good as Spider-Man. Uh, he'll yeah, never absolutely. best him. They absolutely will not do that ending, though, because they need him for the Sinister Six. They'll bring him back. Yeah, like, they will they kill him and bring him back Superman style. <laughs> they will bring him back straight away. Nobody will think that's weird. Um, so, yeah, Keanu Reeves passed on the role of Craven the Hunter, Sean, but it's still out there. Craven the Hunter is still yet to be filled that role. I'm still going for Carol Urban, um, but I can see Joe Maginello, he can step in. May I, I'm open to the idea, actually. I actually would prefer, as you say, Keanu Reeves maybe in a, in a different role. I definitely want him in a superhero film, because he's, he's a very cool dude. <laughs> right? He's With a nice man. Shot. He's a, and he's a lovely man, so I'd like to see him getting all the success. Um, so we're going to move on to our next piece of news, Sean. This is another remake of a movie that didn't just happen in the 90s, Sean, or the 80s, or the 70s, or the 60s, or the 50s, or uh-huh. the 40s. In the thirties, Sean. Is this train coming into station? (laughs) That is such a movie college course or movie college course joke about that one film. It's fucking good though, isn't it? (laughs) What a reference. Um, No, it is about the Wizard of Oz, you idiot. (laughs) Did we not already get a remake of that with James Franco? It's the Wizard of Oz remake is happening at New Line now, Sean. Okay, but, but why? What's the point? It's just, we have, we don't know what happens. Let's do it again. Let's just... Okay, Let's do it again. Of all the iconic films, <laughs> you pick that one. Here's the thing. Wizard of Oz, one of the big things is like, oh, it's in colour. Here's yeah. a movie that starts in black and white, or CP or whatever the fuck, and it goes colour. Uh, that was what was on the poster. And what's the modern day equivalent of that? Because 3D is shit. And um, hmm. 4D? Four, Smell-O-Vision? Spy Kids? Spy Kids Spy, 4 style? Spy Kids. Spy Kids 4, yeah. Smell-O-Vision, you could do that. Um I don't know. I don't know why you would want to touch The Wizard of Oz, but when you think about it, it's perfect for them because everybody has heard of The Wizard of Oz, but probably a lot of kids haven't seen it. So if you redo it, it falls into that weird little hole of, like, not a lot of people have seen... Like, a lot of people are like, oh, yeah, I've seen Wizard of Oz, but they've seen, like, lots of clips 
of the Wizard of Oz, or they know the story of the Wizard They've of Oz. They've seen it referenced in other things. Yeah. yeah, but but if you redo the film, like um, they did Alice in Wonderland, if you remember, if, like a decade ago, they just are going to do, redo it again, just with modern actors. And you throw it all in, you make a billion dollars, everybody's laughing. I mean, it might work in a way. Like, it'll be a very different movie, though. And and maybe that is good, to to separate it from the old one. But the old one is so iconic that I think, in a weird way, it's almost going to be referencing itself. It's like, hey, you remember this from the first movie? I want um, the the flying, like, the witches flying uh, monster things, or, like, the birds. Yeah, the flying monkeys. I want them to be, like, in the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers film. I want them to have the exact same design. Really? The exact yeah. same? The exact same design, shot. yes. Because we talked about that movie on Patreon, Connor. Yeah. And they, you said it was great. the greatest... No, you said it was the greatest set design you'd ever seen. Oh, that's true. Sorry, yeah, yeah. I forgot completely about all my <laughs> Sorry, principles. I had forgotten that, I, that you were enchanted by that set design. Sorry. Yes, no, You. I just think it would be a lot funnier if it was a very serious movie and then you had Ivan Ooze setting out those monsters. Oh, I... I d- with this movie as well, do you think... Wizard of Ooze! Do-, <laughs> <laughs> do you think they're going to do dark and gritty, like Maleficent style? <laughs> Yeah, I want the dark and grey. I want this as dark as humanly possible. I don't even want to be able to fucking see it. I want just the cowardly lion is found out because there's a mugging going on beside him and his friend gets mugged and he just looks at it and he's like, no, and he runs away. I want that like, are, his friend dies like. Here's There's a point. Are mm. they going to do a real lion or an anthropomorphised lion? Like a man oh, in I, a lion suit? I, t- I 100% it's CGI lion, surely. Like a real fucking lion. Yeah, like it'll be like Lion King like, style. Like Aslan. Yeah, very similar. Right, and the Tin Man, that'll be... Oh, the, the Tin Man, that'll just be set, that'll just be designed. <laughs> they just dress him up. <laughs> and like, it's the same outfit from 1939. So it just like, beside Aslan the Lion looks really weird. <laughs> and then Pete Davidson as the Scarecrow. <laughs> Scarecrow's Killian Murphy. just tie those universes together bring him in in comes Kratos (laughs) I'm listening go on Um, right up to the big head behind the curtain I I just think that this movie it's just it's the perfect thing of what uh, Hollywood is where nothing is sacred anymore they have to remake everything yeah, and it's they'll just do it for the sake of it. And wouldn't it be great to come up with an, a new idea as like innovative and culturally significant as the Wizard of Oz? Wouldn't it be great to come up with a new one of those? Uh, wouldn't it just be good to come up with a new idea? Oh, that's even better. I'm just saying. I don't. I don't want to speak out of turn here, but I just think that maybe somebody should be paid to think. Hmm, that's never been done. I should do a movie about that. Connor, what you've done there, you've just (laughs) used up the new idea in thinking (laughs) that maybe we should have new ideas. Oh, yeah, my brain's melting now. I actually can only think of remakes. (laughs) 
See? See? That's all I can think of as well. I love Hercules. Your brain space only has enough room for original ideas, Sean. Eventually you just have to keep doing diehards. Diehards and then directors recutting their own films again? Let's... Hey, come on now. Have a bit of respect for the greatest movie ever. Oh, I'm so upset. (laughs) <laughs> they are going to be doing a remake of The Wizard of Oz. Just when you thought nothing was sacred, they are also going to be doing this. I want it as dark and gritty as possible. I want just death. I want I want those flying monkeys to massacre some people. Um I just want I want Alice to just uh, not Alice. Jesus. <laughs> I, I want I want um well especially with the tin man to die. I think he needs to fear death at all times. The cowardly lion needs to think, yeah, this is it, at all times. Dorothy doesn't make it true. You want Dorothy to die in the I want Wizard Dorothy to die. It's that, that dark and gritty. It's just like skyscrapers raining. It has to be raining all the time. That's how we'll know it's cool. And, and then at the very end, the Wicked Witch invites her on a talk show um, to you know do some stand-up comedy. Yeah. Yeah. And, then and she says, she, she's like, we live in a society. And the witch is like, we do. We absolutely we, do, we darling. Do. Most You're people dead do. right. Yeah, fair play. Fair play. <laughs> oh, man, what a bad idea. It'll make a billion dollars. Who it cares? Will. That annoys me, but it's fine. It, like, just leave it alone. Um, okay, well, we're going to move on to our next piece of news. And Sean, you'll be surprised that this is a sequel. Um, so this is but this is a sequel you might like because it's Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse 2 and the news this week is that we may have a new rumour has claimed to know the identity of the villain for Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse 2 and it's I would say a C-list villain which is why it's so weird it's a very obscure Marvel character very similar to earlier on with Doctor Strange that's because they claim that the villain for Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse 2 will be a character known as The Spot. The Spot, you say? The Spot, Sean, yes. Interesting. Once again, this is one of those situations where I think Sean will probably know who this person is because he's got a weird brain for Marvel characters, but I have no idea. So please, do you have any information that you could possibly offer to kind of fill us all in on who The Spot is? Yes, uh, so uh, the spot was, he's, he's a scientist, well he was a scientist, um, he, he was roommates with uh, Quentin Beck, Mysterio actually. Uh, oh, that, in, that'll, in that'll save a lot of time. Yeah, and yeah. Um, he, he was studying, do you remember I did a report on Cloak uh, back in the day? From Cloak and Dagger, yes. Yes, so uh, Cloak, for anyone that doesn't know, is the human embodiment, he's a portal to a, a place called the Dark Dimension. Um, where there's dark energy and you can travel through it and things like that. So, uh, the the, the spot, spotter, the spotter, Jonathan On is his name, um, was researching to try and replicate that, like artificially, like through science, to find a way into that dimension. Um, but he basically fell into the dimension, got tossed around a little bit, like a oh. tennis ball in a dryer. And then was spat out. His skin was bleached white, um, but he had all these circles all over his body. And every one was a portal um, to another dimension. Um, Right. 
he could take them off his body and throw them places and make people fall into them. There's a very good comic panel of Spider-Man trying to punch him. Um, and Spider-Man punches himself in the face because it goes oh. out one portal and in another. That's a classic Peter Parker move. Well, Peter, Peter Parker, Parker will always harm himself or make his life worse if he can. That's definitely going to happen to Peter B. Parker is all I'm saying. <laughs> 100%. Jake Johnson, you need to watch out for that. That is 100% coming your way. Um, but I th- the more you describe him, he's interdimensional and he can he has all these things on his skin that create dimension portals and this is Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse 2. Sean, it's starting to make a lot more sense why they've chosen him. It is all lining up, isn't it? Mm, it is. It's almost like he, he's kind of weirdly the perfect villain because is there a character in Marvel, I suppose in the rogues gallery of Marvel, there wouldn't be a, a character that is that perfect for if you're going to do a, a multiverse situation. No, not on the level of, like, that they want in this movie. Because obviously you could do, like, the gods and celestials and, you know, even Mephisto, technically. You could do the other dimension stuff. But this is a much more on-the-ground feeling threat in terms of extra-dimensional travel. Um, because he's, like, he's not super-powered, is the thing. He's, he like, he, he's a teleporter, so, like, on the 1-7 to seven rating system... His speed would be seven, for example. Um, right. Okay. He's in- he's quite intelligent um, because he's a scientist in Marvel, so obviously he has like superhuman <laughs> smarts. Um, mm. But everything else about him, he's a regular man. You know, it's just you. C- it's he's hard to hit, basically. And actually, this go- kind of goes along with the fact that if he can create that many universes at will or that many portals. That kind of raises the question that we could be seeing a lot more Spider-Man in this film than had previously been seen. So what did we have in the last one? Five? Or there five uh, other ones. Um, there was Spider-Gwen. There was Peter B. Parker. Um, there was... Po- Spider-Pig. Spider-Ham. Spider-Ham. Um, you had the, the robot. Robot anime uh, Spider-Man. And yeah. then you had Spider-Man Noir. Yeah, and you had like the original Peter Parker in the first bit, I guess, as well. Yeah, um, played by Chris Pine, who I've rewatched that first tw- fifteen minutes, and that is like perfect Spider-Man. Oh, it's great! I love it. Yeah, so much. It's, it's so good. But um, and then of course you have Miles Morales as well. But I, I'm not count- counting him because he's the main character. But if you have five extra people coming in, this guy can create portals to hundreds of different places. And um, Chris uh, Miller and Phil Lord, who are directing the project or they work they were the ones who have done 21 jump street and they've done uh, into the spider verse the first one they've also said that there could be a whole bunch of characters they have a wide breadth of characters that are coming out of the spider-man universes now that they have to choose ones that they have to choose from i should say and that they get to pluck whoever they want to put into this film so we could see a countless other versions of spider-man come into this film as opposed to the last one yeah, and we've had, like, we got the tease of Spider-Man 2099 at the end of the first yeah, Spider-Verse. Yeah, he's great. Yeah, Oscar Isaac. It's fucking amazing. Um, mm. so, so you can just pull all of these weird, random, mental Spider-Men from all over the multiverse, pull them all into that movie. And then maybe they show up in the MCU somehow. Who knows? Ooh, yes. No, I, I just think this, the more I hear about Spider-Verse, like, 
I I read the spot and I was kind of like, who the fuck is this guy? But now that you've described him, all I can say is like, oh yeah, that's like a weirdly perfect villain who a lot of people won't know, but you can use that villain to introduce the big villains that might people might know. Like, you yeah, like open this, a Spider-Man... Go on. This villain could have been designed for Spider-Verse, but he just mm. happened to exist in comics already since like the 80s. And you and you use him to say even if you have a Green Goblin or whatever from a different dimension, like he opens up a portal and Green Goblin comes in, and you have like now you have six Spider Men versus um, a, a situation where maybe there's a bit of a sinister other six people there. I'm not sure what you're getting at there, but go mm. on. Justice League. <laughs> Is that a segue? <laughs> Justice League is our next. <laughs> um, uh, Justice League is actually our last news story of the week. But I was just a, I was making a, a quick little a bit of a a funny gag shot. Bit of a good joke. One of your best. Uh, let's hope you top it next week. <laughs> that's, that's, I'll just keep aiming higher and higher. F- eventually, I hope they will be funny. <laughs> one of these days you'll get there, kid. One one of these days. I just want to be like you. Um, so we are finishing off this week with the new trailer that everybody's talking about. It is Zack Snyder's Justice League. We have heard so many bits of news over the last three months. Just non-stop. We've been inundated with news stories. And finally, we have been given a trailer for this film that will be now that be, will be released around in about 30 days 32 days because it's out on March 18th Sean what are your thoughts on the Zack Snyder Justice League trailer I think it's really really great go on okay can you justify that point to me first um, it, it it was it looked cool has Superman mm-hmm. in it has Batman in it um, has has Dark Side in it for a little bit uh, he kind That's of moves all- away can I just say that is all we're going to see of Darkseid, isn't it? <laughs> 100%. 100%. Um, yeah, so this trend, look, we have given Zack Snyder a lot of shit here on the show. And I think sometimes it's actually kind of become the norm to kind of give him shit. And people kind of go the opposite way. As with everything in our society, they're like, if a lot of people are like, that's not good, you're going to have a, lou- a, lou- a loud version of other people to go, I love that. That's amazing. And if That's you're fine. excited and about if you're excited about Justice League, that is completely your prerogative. That's pretty great. Personally, I feel like we should move on, and I feel like this is a weird anchor holding us back to the previous DC that wasn't very good. Yeah, this feels like a, they just don't know how to break up with Zack Snyder. <laughs> and they're just letting him do his thing and hoping that he like, leaves on his own. We can still be friends, and then you like go to the cinema together as friends. <laughs> Yeah, and it's just, it's weird, and it's a weird dynamic. No, like this film, I'm fairly sure is going to be fundamentally the same movie that we've already seen, mm. only longer. Yeah, it's four hours, Sean. It's four hours long. From what I've been reading, that a lot of the additional scenes come from the whole nightmare Batman sequence, um, which is like it's a dream. It's a, it's it's not real. And so doesn't it doesn't make any no, difference. It hasn't. It makes no difference to the actual plot of the of the movie that we've already seen. Um, adding in more of that won't affect what they filmed for the end of that movie. Also, we will talk about the trailer itself. But and if we're going to start talking about the trailer, if you want to go about the nightmare scene, 
Uh, two interesting parts about that, as you said, that's probably where he's going to add a lot of scenes. We see Cyborg in the background of that now. Um, he's just over his shoulder. But not only that, is we've got Mr. Jared Latou, because this is Jared Latou news. That's right, he's back. The big I'm man, so glad the inch lord himself. That on like a soundboard, that you are just <laughs> always willing to fully commit to it. <laughs> always ne- I'll never give up uh, but this is Jared Leto's finest hour shot as Joker surely he's no longer damaged now he's here to tell us all about the society that we live in and how fucked up it is so the Joker spent a lot of money on tattoo removal apparently I, th- I think he spent a lot of money getting the tattoos and then he got a lot of he spent a lot of money getting rid of them like I what okay I'll say about this Joker design it is certainly better than the Suicide Squad one, um, I there's there's still elements like there's there's it just doesn't feel right to me. Um, it feels like a very safe version of the Joker. Like it's not quite Heath Ledger, but it's not quite uh, you know Caesar Romero either. <laughs> I couldn't see his mustache underneath all that white paint, so maybe not Caesar Romero. But like, apparently that the Joker. In, and I guess spoilers possibly for this movie uh, yeah. it's possible that the like the Joker and Batman thing is that that's an internal dialogue in Batman's head um, that he has someone to talk to in moments of silence while he's in the wasteland area very similar to Arkham Knight they do that like when yes in, in Arkham Knight he gets infected and you can he you constantly see Joker Mark Hamill's Joker and he's constantly talking to you as you're going through missions yeah, like that's that that's an interest that's interesting. I'm I'm excited to see what they do with that. Um, I will like for for I'm gonna try and stop shitting on this movie. It does like some of the shots are very nice. It does look very good. Mm. I um, think it looks it looks it does look way I would say a hundred times better than the original Justice League. Absolutely, and yeah, Steppenwolf. Because- Looks really, really good. Yeah, and Steppenwolf... In the last one, he looked awful. Yeah, it's a really interesting thing they did with Steppenwolf in this trailer because nearly the first time we see him, he's bowing down to Darkseid. And he's he's saying, like, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do your work, boss. But, like, when you see that, like, giant hulk of a spiky fucking alien man bowing to this other giant alien man, you know that the, you know... You know who's in charge, and you know where the real threat is. Mm. That's a very good way of showing that. It's a shame that we're probably, like, barring some major Twitter campaign, we're never going to see Darkseid in the in this film. <laughs> Did you theory. see that um, Zack Snyder uh, wanted Justice League 2, and he had to confirm that Justice League 2 isn't happening, and he said that Warner Brothers had no interest yep. in it. <laughs> I mean, until Twitter speaks up, guys. Hashtag Justice League 2. That's what we want. I, like, I'm just... It, it, I, think, I think my problem is that this universe doesn't interest me. Because I feel like it's never going to go anywhere. Um, and the, the things I've seen of it so far have not been enough to forgive the faults of it. You know? 
Yeah, um, we're kind of watching this in like, okay, well, we'll give it one last go. Let's see what they have. But we all know it's a lost cause. Like, there, there's never going to be a follow-up. And if there is a follow-up, I think it'll probably be five years down the line. And does it really matter at that stage? Probably not. They've probably moved on to another Justice League movie or they have another one planned um, in, the, in the other universe with Robert Pattinson and everything. So... I think this is kind of the last hurrah for the original DC movies. And I think it would get a lot more fanfare. But the first round, or first go-around of these films were met with middling to negative, I would say. A lot of people liked them, but I would say mostly the majority was middling to negative. And so it's kind of like we're celebrating something everyone was kind of like lukewarm on to start with. Yeah, and we're hailing this um, recut as like oh, we want to tell the true version of this film. But you had your chance to do that. Like, Warner Brothers had their chance to make this film and they decided it wasn't the route they wanted to go. And that's what soured public opinion on these things. Well, okay, so in terms of the trailer itself, we have Lex Luthor talking uh, at the start. He's like, oh, the god is dead and they're talking about Superman. We have Batman telling us all that there's an attack coming. He feels it in his bones. He had a dream. he had a, I had a dream and I was on a lot of drugs and I seen Jared Leto. Don't talk to me, Wonder Woman. It was pretty bad. But I'm telling you, there's an attack coming from a bull-looking chap and he's not too happy. And then we have Alfred saying the line about um, don't, don't put a red cape in front of a charging bull. Which Symbolism. Is a symbolism to um, Superman and Steppenwolf. So maybe he's saying don't bring back Superman because he has a red cape because Steppenwolf looks slightly like a bull, which I think is poor advice because, as has been proven in this universe, Superman is way more powerful than everybody else in the team. And the first step you should always take is let's resurrect Superman. (laughs) He might win it for us. But the... the, Oh, and we see... um... Black suit Superman. Black suit Superman, trailer. yes. Very angry. Very willing to... Always angry. Always angry. Lasers out of eyes. Uh, mm. Not happy to be w- woken up uh, this early. But no, the snooze button was pressed a few times. He was not happy about being resurrected. He's been dead like a whole six months or something in this continuity. <laughs> Every- and everybody's just over it. Whatever. Every- everybody's moved on. But... We then see a shot later in the film. It's that shot outside of uh, Martha's farmhouse, oh, and he's topless. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and and that's that. We've already seen that. That's really like he just flies to Kansas and he's fine again. No, um, he's really angry. And then Lois is like, "You're a nice guy, Clark. I love you." Don't you remember your family house? Huh? You're a good guy. And he's just like, "I don't want to kill anyone anymore." You're right. <laughs> I'm a good boy. <laughs> and he's after kicking the shit out of Justice League. Yeah, he's done so much harm. <laughs> um, so you have Black Suit Superman. Um, you have Iris West in this as well. Now, we've seen a little bit of her, but uh, you see uh, the Flash saving her. It's just another shot. We're kind of just trying to pick out all the new shots from this trailer because a lot of the shots have been used before in a previous movie, if you can kind of remember that in film. Um... You, I, I mentioned that Steppenwolf looked a lot better. What did you think about Batman still insisting on the guns and the tanks? There's heaps of guns in this. So There's many guns. There's heaps of violent assault weapons being used by a character that, fair enough, will beat a man 
to within an inch of his life, but mm. will never fire lead at him. E- even I- at aliens, I don't think I've ever seen Batman fire a laser at an alien, like a, a laser gun. No, anything with gun, he generally decides, no, no, Avoids. not for me. Mm, yeah, and now unfortunately we probably should have expected this due to the fact Zack Snyder was the one who came up with the idea originally and even though he stepped away he's now back so i feel like we should have expected that it was going to get more good heavy and what do you feel about the bat tank um the bat i mean i suppose they had that in batman begins as well like he had he had a bat tank in that regard um and they had one in arkham knight as well where I think it was it was weirdly explained like oh if you touch the edges you get electrocuted and when he fires it he fires uh, sandbags so like you're not firing actual bullets you're just absolutely breaking ribs and bones yeah. and stuff which could still See, kill I'm, people like, but still kill people they're definitely dead like but yeah oh yeah hundred percent like this is another element from the Dark Knight Returns the one comic book that Zack Snyder <laughs> has read. <laughs> Yes, true. He does have a tank in that comic book, yes. So, like, look, it's a good comic book, but it's 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 later days Batman, and we've not seen early days Batman at all. You you also have a um, little bit of Granny Goodness. She appears, her dark side and Steppenwolf are all walking along a little platform. Uh, Granny Goodness what, is in the background. Um, she's like... The best way I could describe her is she's like the granny in Futurama. Oh, she's like mom. <laughs> yeah, she's like she's like nice on TV or she's like really good and then behind the scenes she's pure evil. Excellent, I love it. She's, she's in a Young Justice. Like, I think she's the big bad of season three. Like, so she's... Um, She's very much behind the scenes. She's always up to something, and she's she's um, she's clearly beside Darkseid and Steppenwolf in space here. So she's not of Earth currently. But n- normally, I see her as like she's like an old politician or an old something very simple, like like Futurama, where she's like an old politician or an old spokesperson who's always on the news, going, "Well, maybe these superheroes aren't so good, guys. You know what I mean? Maybe you can trust I'm me. I'm just I'm just little old me." But I just think these superheroes need to be stopped. And then behind the scenes, she's got like a whole factory designing monsters to kill the superheroes. Yeah. And do we know if this is getting released outside of HBO Max at all? Uh, I don't think so right now. We have no information on that. I think it's still on HBO Max. Right. So me and you need to fly to America. Get We're going to fly to America, watch it, and then we'll do a review on the show. My God, imagine! Are we going <laughs> to? This is something we'll talk about off, off mic. <laughs> <laughs> um, you also have. Um, I, all, all I will say is there's not a lot of surprises, and no. I think my last note is Joker FFS. So Joker for fuck's sake, because <laughs> but that that whole scene is just an add-on. Joker, I don't think is even there really. As you said, like I think Batman's just talking to him in his brain. Um, in this nightmare world, and then when it'll cut back, and it'll just be the same film. Yeah, it, it's it, 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 it's stuff that was cut, and it was cut for a reason because it didn't progress the plot at all. Mm. Sean, are you excited about Justice League anymore after watching this trailer? I'm as excited as I was, which <laughs> That's is not, a not lot. very <laughs> not a lot. We started on a two. We started on a two. I'm at maybe a a two right now. I, I, I think for me, I'm in an interest. Like I want to be excited about this, 
Like, I'm like, oh, that looks good. But every time, like, I lean slightly forward, then I remember, oh, there's a whole movie that they're already re... Like, they're redoing that movie. And that movie was really bad. So then I just, like, sit back. I'm going, like... I can't get excited for something that I know I've already seen the worst bits of. Yeah, like, if this comes out and it's mostly the same story with with, with extra scenes that just slow it down, that's the worst this could possibly be because this is at the minute in my head it's the hour and a half of justice league with another two and a half hours added on of stuff they deleted before in the first time around yeah like that's what a cutting room floor is for (laughs) so sean i think that's it for this week's movie mondays but we're excited about justice league yeah we all we're all equally excited about it and can't wait (laughs) i just think it's the best movie ever and if you don't believe that i can't wait to see it i think batman killing aliens i can't wait to see jared leto back as joker telling me he lives in a society i'm i'm freaked out i just think this movie's made for me well, well look there's there's its target demographic there is mm. people who think they'll like it i just think this should be a trilogy i'm just saying never mind two make three of them 10 year franchise perhaps. 10 year franchise how are you telling me hercules gets a 10 year franchise not this masterpiece it feels like it's been going on for 10 years already yeah um sure do you want to take us out uh, yeah, thank you everyone for listening to this episode of Movie Mondays. We will be back on Wednesday with Weird News Wednesday, Friday with Hero or Zero, and next Monday with another episode of Movie Mondays. Uh, big thank you goes out to all of our patrons over on Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash Heroes for Hire podcast, by the way. That's where you can go and support the show if you want to. Whole host of rewards up there. One of those rewards being a shout out on the show. So, of course, uh, shout outs have to go out to. And before I do this, I'm legally required to say whatever name the people want, okay? <laughs> I know what's going to come up here, and I'm very happy about it. Please, everyone, keep changing your names. Please, Sean, continue. So big thanks goes out to Waffles Williams, Kira Lawler, David Clark, Ed Ball, Joe Burney, Raymond D's Nuts Ging, <laughs> Roshi Nally, Ryan Evanson, Sean Spear for a Head Jamieson, mm-hmm. Dominic, Josiah Florida Gal Green, Anna Aspiring Sharkfoot Helmroos, Lil Dicky Tiny But Mighty McGrew, and Luke Hothoff Podcast. Lil Dicky McGrew, he changes his name every single week and it gets better. It doesn't make any sense. There's so many versions of this Google Doc now. Amazing. <laughs> But, oh man, when I keep seeing all these name changes and people, like, everyone's messaging the Instagram and the Twitter just being kind of like, oh, I want to change it to this. I, I immediately get on the Sean, change it to that, and he just gives me a look of like, I'm going to have to read so much. And then when I heard these Nuts was one of the additions I thought, he's going to have to read it. He's he's like Ron Swanson. Thought we've peaked. We've peaked Ron Burgundy. <laughs> Ron Sorry, Swanson Ron Burgundy. would not entertain this, my friends. <laughs> No, Ron Swanson would be very against it. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Yeah, I was just going to say thanks to everyone for the continued support. Uh, other ways you can support the show, there is our merch store linked below. Um, or you can follow us on all the social medias there, I'll link there as well. But the most important thing is just tell one human being that we exist. Just a one, please. And I think that's about it, Connor. I think so. So I've been Connor Lawler. I have been Sean Mead. We'll see you next week, guys. Bye. Bye. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.